Please enjoy this new episode and guest series with Diana Crash of Your Highness Podcast. Welcome to As the Tarot Card Turns. All right, and we're off. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for being here, Diana, and creating this new little thing that we're going to talk about today. Thank you for having me. So I'm going to go right into the questions if you're okay with that. (laughs) So for someone like me, an ex-evangelist, I saw that on Twitter. I think that means that you just like left the megachurch or someone who grew up with the influence of the toxic megachurch culture who is doing everything possible to distance themselves from that. Manifestations are difficult. They feel like prayers. And I know in one way or another, they are. So what would you tell someone like me about incorporating manifesting Mm. into their life? This is, I love this question. I love the way that you really made it. Uh, There's really this this framework. And I came from uh, the Jehovah's Witness organization as well. Not so much a mega church, but very much that like toxic culture of religion and um, disguised spirituality. And for me, I had a really, really hard time with manifestations and affirmations because I felt I they do feel like prayers. And like you said, to some extent, they are. But for someone that's having an issue incorporating manifesting into your life, I would just say to really kind of try to distance yourself from the label manifesting or the label that it's a prayer. Really kind of just focus on your desire or what it is that you want or specifically what it is you don't want. Mm so that you don't feel like you're asking permission from someone or something. Uh, it's, it's really hard to separate yourself from thinking you don't have control over the things that, you know, we really want to have control in our lives, but sometimes uh, it's really hard to, right. to realize that we, we, <laughs> we aren't the ones that are in control sometimes. Working um, on that in therapy but- every week. <laughs> Absolutely. So, uh, and I feel like there, I I just definitely want to say you're definitely not alone in this uh, scenario because I feel like there are a lot, there's a huge influx of people coming to um, metaphysics and tarot and manifestation. Manifestation is such a buzzword right now. Everybody is like, let me help you manifest your life. And it's like, what does that even mean? Like, what does that actually mean to manifest or to incorporate manifesting? And a lot of the times it's really just like being clear, being really focused on this is what I want in my life and this is what I've got and this is what's really not working. And then telling yourself, really just creating a new thought pattern. I think one of my favorite sayings is from Abraham Hicks, from Esther Hicks, saying, a belief is a thought you only continue to think. So if you believe that prayers don't work or that, you know, no one's here to help you, then 
you're going to continue to think that thought and it will become it will become solidified as a belief so if we believe that prayer doesn't work manifestation doesn't work or we don't even really understand what it is then we're kind of reinforcing these beliefs that the that the church culture installed in us there's only one way to reach salvation you have to go through someone else to get it or you know you have to go through something else to achieve what it is you want um i would really say that incorporating manifesting into your life is really focusing and taking control on your own thoughts and not just running uh, on autopilot, which is extremely hard to do. It's not yes. just like, all right, stop being on autopilot. <laughs> right. It's a lot of work. It is. It's a lot of work. That's why we're, that's why we're put in the church at such a small age because our brains can latch on to these programs and they become instilled in us. And we grow up and we're like, oh, I don't really like this or I don't really think like that. How long have I been running this program? Uh, and we start to really break down those walls. And manifesting can really help with that in the way that it's like, just try to manifest something little. Like try to manifest uh, an animal or a bird to just like show up to your house or something really simple that something so simple that the cynic in you wants it to not be credible. Like that's how you can really get into, uh, I don't want to say questioning. The, uh, the word I'm looking for is uh, kind of confirming your manifestations. Yeah. Like, okay, well, Breaking this is really cool. Like or what you deem to be logical, right? Because my therapist even said to me, you know, he said it's magical thinking to think that if you get too positive or put things out there that are too positive, that you'll get something negative in return. He's like, you know, positive energy attracts positive energy. <laughs> Logically, you right. know that. Right. It's, and scientifically. Right. Scientifically. <laughs> that's more more where I was going with it. See, my brain's not as logical. A hundred percent. No, but you're you're exactly right. You're exactly right. Um yeah. And I mean, we, it's, it's just not, you know, societally we've been a little, a little trained, a little programmed to not be like that. Um, and it's, it's easier. It's, it's easier not to question <laughs> yeah. and, and yeah. not to fight against it. Like, I mean, we just said that, but it's, it is, it's, it's a constant daily, I would say hourly reminder sometimes where you have to just be like, yeah, you know, better than this. So next question. <laughs> I want to yes. tap into my witchy powers. Like I even have it in my family, I know. So, and it's so funny because the family members, some of my family members who naturally practice, you know, certain types of quote unquote witchy things, um, they're they're like, oh no, witch, witches are bad because of the aforementioned mega church upbringing. Right. <laughs> right. So. Anyway, all of that makes me question my ability to like really embrace those powers that I know I possess. So how would you suggest that I start to embrace my natural tendencies? This is, this is great because a lot, 
a lot of the people that were accused of being witches when like the European witch trials were going on and even, you know, the American witch trials, it was because they were naturalists. They were either herbalists or, you know, they, <laughs> they were people that used yeah. the earth and used the natural resources to, to heal themselves and to heal the people around them. And because the church saw that as you're not coming to us. Right to get what you need you can get it yourselves you're damned like you know you're you're bad um so i would say i mean the fact that you know it's in your family that is i mean at some point i would say that you probably just do things and have these kind of tendencies that are are witchy that you don't even realize are are kind of witchy like maybe you make your tea a certain way maybe you tend to your plants a certain way maybe your morning routine or just your self-care routine throughout the day is really intentional uh but focused so really to embrace like your natural tendencies i would just say like kind of make a list of of the things that you do that you do more than once a day so if you if you hear yourself saying the same thing multiple times a day maybe write that down if you go into the kitchen and you make the same thing every day like one thing you make it every day or whatever break that down to like the natural level. What is in this? How am I making it? What am I doing? Let's say you're making tea, but you're like very like, like let's say you're making coffee because almost everybody who's a functioning human who being I, during the day. Who I want to talk to. <laughs> is using coffee. <laughs> but I mean, literally we have our coffee witches. Like we know we, we oh, wake up. You spoke to my soul right there. I think I'm like, can I be that? Yes. <laughs> yes. I was going to say kitchen witch, but I mean <laughs> coffee witch. That is that is my soul. Coffee witch. I need witches. to get that on a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Coffee witches stand up. <laughs> yeah. I don't wear statement shirts, but if I did, I'd be like coffee witch. Yes. <laughs> yes, that's that's gonna be our new line of merch that comes out. If you're interested, yeah. just let us know. <laughs> Tweet us about it. Yeah, yeah, really. yeah. <laughs> um, trademark that. <laughs> yes, I know a guy. Um, <laughs> but a hundred percent, really, just taking taking what we do every day and realizing that we're kind of intuitively guided by our ancestors all the time. If we're just listening, the water that was in their bodies has is in our bodies. So those feelings, a lot of the times, you know, we we have these issues where we're like, what is wrong with me? Why do I feel like this? Why am I having such a hard time with this situation or this trauma? What is this? We realize it's not ours and that it may be passed down from someone else in our ancestry and in our legacy. But the thing is, if trauma... If trauma can be passed down, then so can wisdom. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So witchy. And the old witch tales and the old, um, like, old wives' tales that we know about, like, some of them are so silly and so so rooted in just witchcraft, uh, witchcraft practices in divination itself, like pulling cards, like pulling tarot cards. That's complete witchcraft 
our ancestral connections are so much more powerful than we actually give them credit for. And it's almost like, you know, you don't see it, so you don't do it or you don't recognize it or you don't really give it credit. Our past is holds our personal past, like our lineage past holds so much potential for our own power that it's it's untapped. Mm -hmm. It's basically untapped. (laughs) That is such an amazing answer. I was just like, wow, (laughs) can you say that all again? Um, All right. (laughs) I will listen to this again later. I don't usually listen to myself, but I will on this one. So, So I really want to understand tarot cards and I cannot wait for yours to get here finally. Um, <laughs> I have some rudimentary knowledge of them. I may or may not have read them on an, at a New Year's Eve party like 20 years ago. I just read a book right before I did it. So I wasn't, when I say rudimentary, I'm not joking. Um, <laughs> but what would you say to someone who doesn't have a lot of time to learn, but wants to explore, wants to explore the world of tarot? I would say 100%, it is no better time than now to start to learn tarot. We have so much, uh, there's so much more accessible to us at this time now, rather than, you know, even 20 years ago, there wasn't an app that you could get on your phone that could tell you about tarot. (laughs) There was was no apps, like for the younger people, who are going to listen to this, who may only be like 23, 24, 25 years old, 30 years ago, it was like, um, you want to learn about tarot? Okay. Go to the library and see if they even have a book on it because they might not even have a book depending on where you live because the church (laughs) may have a stronger hold on your community than you realize some libraries especially libraries in the South where I came from, wouldn't carry certain books, any books that may have been, you know, demonized or whatever. But I, I the power of having our phones and the applications that are available for us now to learn tarot, if you don't have time learning tarot on your phone with an app that kind of like draws a card for you every day or just kind of starts to tell you about the symbolism because tarot tarot is just a language of sim- symbology is that's really what it is is different types of symbols that send you different types of messages so even down to like the colors in the cards represent different things so i would definitely say if you don't have a lot of time uh, download an app on your phone to where you really are in control of how much time you can commit to. If you really want to dive in, I would say find an online course. I have an online course that's called the Tarot Tutor that's specifically about why my deck is different um, because my because oracle cards are a little different than tarot cards and in the course I kind of go into that but there are you know there are different types of tarot cards that do different things and some tarot cards aren't specifically uh, some tarot cards are are more oracle cards which are meant to give you some type of information rather than just deliver a symbol or some type of general explanation for you. They're really catered 
uh, to be about certain types of energy, like angels or animals or oracles or, um, you know, some of the, one of the decks that I have is a digital, uh, it's like graphic design, but it's digital art. I can't find, I can't place the name of it right now, but it's like mixed media collages is what it's called. So this woman made a melanated tarot deck and she took different Mm, melanated people like Nicki Minaj, Kanye, Michelle Obama, and put other mixed media onto their face or their lips or their eyes. And it is stunning. And it is, I've never seen anything like it, but it is one of those, like, it's one of those offshoots of the tarot that it's like someone was guided to be interested in the tarot and then they had their own creative idea and made a completely new form of divination that taps into like modern culture modern society real life issues that are happening now because our original tarot the original symbology is hundreds of years old so it's not that it's not relevant but it's definitely not current. So it makes me really excited to explore different kinds of tarot decks that I find because everybody's just so creative now and you can make a tarot deck on your own. You can make a tarot deck um, with a publisher or you can even just make a tarot app. So I would say the easiest way to, and I know we're all so busy, like the easiest way to really do it is your phone. Download an app that resonates with you. Follow your gut, of course, and look at the reviews and the intuition that you feel. Um, But there are plenty of different apps that if you just want to know about the cards or know about, uh, you know, maybe just, maybe you just want like messages for yourself and you don't want to have to physically do the act of pulling a card or getting the cards out or I know my friends have cats and they're like I can't leave anything out because my cat just destroys it and throws all my cards around so (laughs) if you've got animals or children yeah I know right (laughs) animals or children that's me go with the app yeah I mean I'm getting your deck regardless but you know I I love this idea of an app and also if you're an app listening to this like an app developer sponsor this podcast right Uh yes deckable reach out to us so the last question you already kind of covered it but I think you can expand a little bit more um how can someone who was previously in a cult <laughs> embrace divination? Did I say that correctly? Divination. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's such a good question. And I'm like, this is probably really hard for a lot of people who have been in cults and experienced the trauma that comes with uh, the indoctrination okay. of the cult, the separation from society, the separation from your family. Uh, you know, it it can be really extreme and it can be very, very hard to try to make that connection again with what your body remembers as a traumatic experience, Um, especially when it comes to cults. Uh, I would say take it slow and just try to find that part of yourself 
that you know is bigger than you, bigger than your flesh, bigger than your skin, bigger than whatever drama or worldly things that are happening to you. Um, Start there and just start slow. Uh, I would definitely say don't try to don't try to throw yourself into a bunch of different divination practices because you want to separate yourself from uh, your previous experience because some of the practices that are divinatory practices are used in cults to manipulate people. Um, and it, I mean, that that's a whole episode. Of yes, you know, when you said that, um, it just made me think about <laughs> this book I have about witchcraft and it said that you can like put your hand on a pentagram, like a picture, different colors, and then say the, you know, what do you say? What do you call it? <laughs> say that, you know, like a, right? like a, uh, like a prayer. Yeah, something, something like that. Like you repeat this, whatever. Like an invocation. Right. right. I was going to say incantation, yeah. but that doesn't sound right. Oh yeah. Yeah. That does sound right. Yeah. Like an invocation right. or an incantation. Yeah. And, and to me yeah. that, that just brought back mentally, you know, being in the mega church and having the pastors like touch the Bibles and be like, I'm blessing this Bible yeah. or, you know, I'm blessing your head or I'm like, and stuff like that. And you're like, uh, <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> You're like, excuse me? Yeah, like, me? you're not God. Um. <laughs> right. Or right. goddess. <laughs> and that, right, exactly. Exactly. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, I I definitely think that, and, and that, that, you have to be very, I would say the best thing to, uh, the best thing for someone who's previously been in a cult to embrace divination is discernment have discernment if you come up on someone that is into you know if you are leaving a cult and you're trying to get into like more spiritual aspects of things just use discernment be very aware that the types of people that (laughs) that make the cult are also infiltrating other parts of culture there are the same people in yoga there are those same people in spirituality just use discernment and if something doesn't feel right like you knew when you were little and you had when we have these experiences in church that we were like whoa something doesn't something feels weird yeah listen to it listen to it i cannot say that enough just listen to yourself it is the most important thing that you can do over anybody else don't seek out someone else's opinion of how you feel if you feel that something is off and you're like well i don't really know about this form of divination i don't really know about these tarot cards or this or that or the other because there can be can be tarot cards that have been made with someone's malicious intent like there are, you know, just like there are these aspects of religion and culture and this like toxic um, spirituality that uh, those are not exclusive, like exclusive to just religion. Um, they are everywhere. So I would definitely say just <laughs> use discernment and listen to your gut yeah, as much as you can. Advice. Especially with someone so young like you. You're just so wise. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) I swear. I'm like, yeah, I don't know how. I don't know how. I mean, obviously, obviously some wisdom from my ancestors has been bleeding through. (laughs) I love that. 
Well, thank you so much for teaching me so much today. Always. It is such a pleasure to talk with you and to you. And I'm so grateful that you had this idea to bring this, this series to life. So I'm really excited to answer more questions. If we've said anything that you guys, uh, that sparked some questions that made you think a little bit, send questions in. You can reach out. Oh, to, yes. What do you they, say, Diana? At Diana at yourhighnesspodcast.org. My email. Perfect. Yes. Thank you all so much for listening. If you're interested in learning more about the tarot, feel free to click the link in my bio to learn about my online courses that are self-paced that you can take to dive deeper in to the tarot and find the messages meant for you and anyone else.